Okay, Amy, we are back. We are. We are here to finish up Deuteronomy. I can't believe it. I'm a little sad. I know. It's it's been a long journey. It has. With the Israelites and Moses. They, yes. And now they're about to enter the promised land. They're ready to go. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, the days are going. They are. Summer's about to start. It is. It's starting to, it's going to get warm here, Ugh. as we know. Yeah, yeah. We know it's going to get warm here. Yeah. I wonder other places what it's going to be like. I don't know. I think in some places it might be like 72 degrees, and they're oh. like, oh my goodness, it's so hot. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. We'd have a jacket on at 72. Yeah. We. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's true. Goodness. It's just something else. You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anything so. else you want to ch chat about before no. we get started? No. Just something, really. Nothing. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, if you wouldn't mind starting us off in prayer. Sure. All right. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word today. I ask that you would increase my wisdom and understanding as I read. Speak to me through your word, Lord. I pray that your word would create in me a clean mind and a renewed heart. Hide your words in the folds of my heart for times of need by myself or others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right. Okay, so we are going to be talking about Deuteronomy chapters 29 through 32, Psalm 90, and then finishing up with uh, Deuteronomy 33 and 34. Yes. So let's recap uh, Deuteronomy chapters 12 through 28, that big session we did last time. Yes. Moses addressed the Israelites for the second time. He warned them of false idols and false prophets in the promised land. Uh, he reminded them of clean and unclean animals, tithing. Um, God provided guidelines for choosing a king. And Moses also provided information regarding various regulations. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to recap from no. that part? Mm -mm. Okay, so we move on to chapter 29. Um, now, in our Bible at the top, there were some notes, and it said, After reviewing God's laws for the new generations, Moses addresses the people for a third and final time, to remind them that they have the choice to follow God or reject him. Yes. Now, if would you mind reading Deuteronomy 20, uh, chapter 29, verse 1? No. Um, these are the terms of the covenant the Lord commanded Moses to make with the Israelites while they were in the land of Moab. In addition to the covenant he, ma he had made with them in Mount, at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then there's a there's a, a note attached to that. Yes. Do you have that? Yeah. At Mount Sinai, 40 years earlier, God and Israel had made a covenant. Although there were many parts to the covenant, its purpose can be summed up in two sentences. God promised to bless the Israelites by making them the nation through whom the rest of the world could know God. In return, the Israelites promised to love and obey God in order to receive physical and spiritual blessings. Here, Moses reviewed this covenant. God was still keeping his part of the bargain, and he always would. But the Israelites were already neglecting their part. 
Moses restated the covenant to warn the people that if they did not keep their part of the agreement, they would experience severe discipline. Mm. It's just amazing because, I mean, God never changes. He 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 remain he remains constant. Always, mm-hmm. his promises will never. That's the thing between God and man. Man will disappoint you mm-hmm. because we have free will. We we're we're human, mm-hmm. but God will not. Yeah, God will not disappoint us. You know, even through all the dumb stuff we do. Oh. And the and not dumb, but the yeah. I'm sorry. That was no, the wrong, that no, was the wrong word. No, I don't mean dumb. What you said, but mm-hmm. not dumb. I don't want to say dumb prayers, but the some of the prayers that we ask for. Oh, that song. Thank God for unanswered prayers. But really, all prayers are answered. Mm-hmm. No is an answer. Mm-hmm. You know, when he says no, that's an answer. And thank God he says no sometimes. Yeah. Because you know, think about when you're in in high school and you like think a boy's cute lord let me date him i want to marry that boy oh my goodness thank god he said no because (laughs) you know what you brought up a really good point and i think sometimes we as humans don't understand this god does say no like you like you may whatever your prayer may be Okay, let's say a year goes by, two years goes by, three years goes by, mm-hmm. and you don't have the outcome you want. Well, you, is I mean, you got your answer. Yeah, you know, maybe your answer is just no. Right. Like this isn't good for you. Right. The thing I could say though is, if you're praying for someone to come to Christ, like, for example, um, people who know know me personally know that my husband had an addiction problem Mm. and I prayed for 18 years Mm -hmm. and I never stopped and he got over his addiction if and I've heard of a a man praying for his father for 50 years and on his father's deathbed he accepted Christ wow if it has to do with that don't ever stop praying for someone's soul correct you know what I mean? No, you you're right on. Yes. Right on. But yeah, you're right. You got your answer. I mean, no is an answer. I you I'm sure people have told their children that. Yeah. Your child asked you something? No. No, thank you. You you are 100% right. I think my mindset was like, "Oh, I'd like Lord, please let me get this job." Yeah. That's but in your context, absolutely never stop praying for that. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I just better. I know, because you never know. I mean, it's in God's timing. But no is an answer in that. Darn it, sometimes. But not darn it, because He knows what's best for us. Yeah. He knows. He sees the He sees the whole picture. Yeah, He does, and um, you know, like some people want a promotion, this and that. Well, that promotion may be taking you away from some of God's work. It may be taking you away from in a year or two, you're going to cross paths with someone that needs to see Christ's work in you. And that's going to bring that person to Christ. Remember, our goal is to do God's work here. Mm-hmm. It's not to become wealthy and successful. Um not that that's a very bad thing, but our goal on earth, we are to be an example of Christ here mm-hmm. and bring people to Christ. So, And you can be wealthy and successful. Sure. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think it's okay. That's awesome. 
what what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Because now you're wealthy, successful. People are, they're going to look up to you. They're going to be looking at you. Yeah. Okay. You can do many things with that attention. For sure. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. So then let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 18. I am making this covenant with you so that no one among you, no man, woman, clan, or tribe will turn away from the Lord our God to worship these gods of other nations. And so that no root among you bears bitter and poisonous fruit. Love that. I do too. Oh. Um, did you want to read the note sure. for that part? Moses cautioned that the day the Hebrews choose to turn from God, a root would be planted that would produce bitter and poisonous fruit. When we decide to do what we know is wrong, we plant an evil seed that begins to grow out of control, eventually yielding a crop of sorrow and pain. But we can prevent those seeds of sin from taking root. If you have done something wrong, confess it to God and others immediately. If the seed never finds fertile soil, it is bitter fruit. Its bitter fruit will never ripen. Mm-hmm. That is, they had also referenced uh, in the notes Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. I looked that one up, um, and it says, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Wow. Think how many people you can affect or are affected by evil roots and how they spread. 100%. Yeah. Even uh, generations. Like if you, and you know, you can break those negative generational sins. You know, you can absolutely, yeah, I agree. Just one, just one little thing can just spread and, and affect so many other things. Yeah. And the other way as well. Yep, 100%. I, I think where it says, I know we, when we, we did this, we talked about where it says to confess it to God and others immediately. We, we, we talked about that, and we, we found that when it says others means that you know to ask for forgiveness remember you and i had talked about that that's right that's right because we were saying you don't have to confess your sins to anyone but god Mm -hmm. but if you have done someone wrong you want to ask for forgiveness remember we talked about that yeah 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 yeah. okay so moving on um oh did you have more did you have more notes for that for uh, chapter 29 because 29 had quite a few notes in there i have one more sure for um 29 29 it said the lord our god has secrets known to no one we are not accountable for them but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us that we may obey all the terms of these instructions and the note was there are some secrets God has chosen not to reveal to us, possibly for the following reasons. Our finite minds cannot fully understand the infinite aspects of God's nature and the universe. Two, some things are unnecessary for us to know until we are more mature. Three, God is infinite and all-knowing and we do not have the capacity to know everything he does. This verse shows 
that although God has not told us everything there is to know about obeying him, he has told us enough. Thus, disobedience comes from an act of the will, not a lack of knowledge. Through God's word, we know enough about him to be saved by faith and to serve him. We must not use the limitation of our knowledge as an excuse to reject his claim on our life. Mm. Yeah. And we have no idea the extent oh. of, of God's knowledge. I mean, I, I have no idea. I imagine we would just explode. He's the all-knowing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> yeah, we just can't. We can't even, in his realm, we can't humanly understand. Mm. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay, anything else for chapter 29? I don't know. Okay, chapter 30. Um, would you mind reading chapter 30, verse 1, please? Sure. In the future, when you experience all these blessings and curses I have listed for you, and when you are living among the nations to which the Lord your God has exiled you, take to heart all these instructions. You know what is really neat about Deuteronomy, the, just the entire book, is just how God and Moses are really wrapping everything up from from. Moses and just making sure that the Israelites know exactly what they're going to be up against and just kind of reflect back. It's just a wonderful culmination of everything. It is, yes. Did you have notes for that part? I did. Moses told the Hebrews that when they were ready to return to God, he would be ready to receive them. God's mercy is unbelievable. It goes far beyond what we can imagine. Even if the Jews deliberately walked away from him and ruined their lives, God would still take them back. God would give them inward spiritual renewal. God wants to forgive us and bring us back to himself too. Some people will not learn this until their world has crashed in around them. The sorrow and pain they have gone through provide new insight into what God has been saying to them all along. Are you separated from God by sin? No matter how far you have wandered, God promises a fresh beginning if only you will turn to him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Um, Moses then gave the Israelites the choice between obeying God's commands or worshiping other gods. So choosing between life and death, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and just letting them know once again, listen, the Canaanites, they do some bad stuff in there. You, you have to take them out yeah um so you can either go this way or the other um did you have another note for for chapter 30 i have something on 30 11 14 sure um i just have the the end of it it said the most difficult part of obeying god's laws is simply deciding to start now that's great yeah um i had a little note from uh chapter 30 verses 19 and 20 Moses challenged Israel to choose life, to obey God, and therefore to continue to experience his blessings. God doesn't force his will on anyone. He lets us decide whether to follow him or reject him. This decision is a life or death matter. God wants us to realize this, for he would like us all to choose life. Daily in each new situation, we must affirm and reinforce this commitment. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing, like... He does give us that choice. Every day we Every face day. choice. Yeah. Every day, yes, we do. That's for sure. Anything else for chapter 30? Let's see. 
No, I don't have anything else. Okay, so chapter 31. Um, this chapter also had some notes at the beginning of it. It said, realizing that he is about to die, Moses commissions Joshua, records the laws in a permanent form, and teaches a special song to the Israelites. Thus, Moses prepared the people for his departure. Similarly, we should not allow others to become dependent upon us for their spiritual growth, but help them to become dependent upon God. And then um, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 7 and 8. Then Moses called for Joshua, and as all Israel watched, he said to him, Be strong and courageous, for you will lead these people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors he would give them. You are the one who will divide it among them as their grants of land. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fall, fail you nor abandon you. But what an amazing leader he became. I know. And just to think in the beginning when God said, Moses, mm -hmm. he said, I can't do that. I can't talk in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen his journey is, you know, as well oh. through all of these books. Yes. I mean, just wonderful. Did yeah. you did you have notes? I have it on some others. Some, yeah. Uh, it says the laws were to be read to the whole assembly so that everyone, including the children, could hear them. Every seven years, the entire nation would gather together and listen as a priest read the law to them. There were no books, Bibles, or websites to spread God's word. So the people had to rely on word of mouth and an accurate memory. Memorization was an important part of worship because if everyone knew the law, ignorance would be no excuse for breaking it. To fulfill God's purpose and will in our lives, we need the con content, content and substance of his word in our hearts and minds. For the Hebrews, this process began in childhood. Teaching our children and new believers should be one of our top priorities. Our finest teachers, best resources, and most careful thought should be directed towards showing young believers how to follow God in all life situations. Can we talk about this for a sec? Because, uh, it, you know, it says memorization was an important part of worship. Because some people, a lot of people ask, well, hold on now, man wrote, you know, man, man wrote the words. Mm -hmm. You know, how did they know? It was through God mm -hmm. that, that the Bible was written. Yes, it's all God's words. Mm -hmm. It's all God's words. So it just was man's hand maybe writing it, but it's God's words. Yeah. And, you know, memorization, if, if anybody knows anybody from, like, the Soviet Union or, or Russia or things like that who are in the United States now, if you talk to them, even 30-year-olds... They had to memorize the Bible wow. because they were always taken from them. Huh. So they were taught to memorize. They can. They have so much of it memorized because they couldn't have a physical Bible because mm -hmm. it was it'd be taken from them hmm. by the government. I mean, they and so our we should we really should memorize mm -hmm. and um, but. But it is it isn't necessary. It isn't necessary. You know, some a good way to start maybe is like your favorite ones. Yeah. But if you can't, it's not a necessity. But I'm just saying, to see people who have memorized a lot of it is amazing. 
and they did it out of that's all they had sure sure and there's aren't there are still parts of the world where... oh yes that they have to mm-hmm. but um we have a people at our church that i've talked to are in my sister to sister and i'm just amazed by them that they you know and their one her father was a pastor and just amazing you know it's what we take for granted oh yeah you know so anyway because there's there's still there's still people that go to different parts of the world and like bring bibles and yeah and teach and stuff because they just don't have it they don't have it yeah so Hmm. yeah Okay, so chapter 31 continues with um, God appearing to Moses and Joshua at the tabernacle in a pillar of cloud uh, to commission or grant authority uh, to Joshua with these words. And if you could read uh, 3123. Okay, let me get to that. Then the Lord commissioned Joshua, son of Nun, with these words. Be strong and courageous, for you must bring the people of Israel into the land I swore to give them. I will be with you. That is just beautiful. It is. It is. Because he's told, how many times has God told them, I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. I'll be with you. And you think about if you have a loving parent, them saying that to you, how that comforted you. Yeah. You know. God also told them uh, the Israelites would start to follow foreign gods once Moses was dead and to write down the words of a song from God to teach the Israelites. Um, Did you have anything for that? Um, I had for 23. Joshua had been appointed to take over the leadership of Israel and guide the people into the promised land. One of his key qualifications was his faith. As one of the 12 scouts to first enter Canaan, only he and Caleb believed that God could help Israel conquer the land. Moses told Joshua to be strong and courageous twice in this chapter. Indeed, this was a frightening task with three million people to care for, settle disputes for, and lead into battle. Finding courage would be Joshua's greatest test. He was strong and courageous because he knew God was with him and because he had faith that God would do all he had promised Israel. And Joshua had the best mentor. Yeah. You know, just watching Moses this whole time. Yeah. Um, Did you have any other notes for 31? Yes. Um, Moses knew that the Israelites, in spite of all they had seen of God's work, were rebellious at heart. They deserved God's punishment, although they often received his mercy instead. We, too, are stubborn and rebellious by nature. Throughout our lives, we struggle with sin. Repentance repentance once a month or once a week is not enough. We must constantly turn from our sins to God and let him in his mercy save us. Mm. Okay, anything else for chapter 31? No. Okay, chapter 32. Uh, Moses then sang the song God provided to the Israelites. And then in the first note here for 32.1, it said, Moses was not only a great prophet, but also a song leader. After three sermons, he changed the form of his message to singing. Sometimes reciting something in a different form makes it easier to remember. This song gives a brief history of Israel. It reminds the people of their mistakes, warns them to avoid repetition of those mistakes, and offers the hope 
that comes only by trusting God. Um, did you have more for that section? Um, I have, the Israelites had no excuse for abandoning God. He had shielded them like a kindly shepherd. He had guarded them like a person protects the pupil of his eye. He had been the encircling protector like a mother eagle who protects her young. The Lord alone had led them, and alone he leads us. Let us remember to trust him. Um, in our Bible, there's a really great chart. Uh, it's called Variety in Worship. I'm going to take a picture of it and add it to the Facebook page because yeah. it, it's really good. Yes. Um, and like I said, I'll put a picture, but Israel's worship used all of the senses. Each reinforced the meaning of the ceremony. Every sense can be used to worship God. And then it goes down, you know, sight, hearing, touch, smell, and taste, and gives a little description of, e of each one. Okay. Um, did you have, let's see, did you have anything else for chapter 32? I had Moses urged the people to think about God's word and teach it to their children. The Bible can sit on your bookshelf and gather dust, or you can make it a vital part of your life by regularly setting aside time to study it. When you discover the wisdom of God's message, you will want to apply it to your life and pass it on to your family and others. The Bible is not merely good reading. It's real help for real, real life. Okay, anything else for chapter 32? No, that's all I have there. Okay, so let's go over to Psalm 90, because remember we're going in chronological order. Yes. Now the theme of Psalm 90 uh, is God's eternal nature is contrasted with people's frailty. Our time on earth is limited, and we are to use it wisely, not living for the moment, but with our eternal home in mind. Moses wrote this, this psalm making this the oldest of the psalms yes that's amazing because this is old yes um the title of this is a prayer of moses the man of god and it's just it's beautiful it is were there any notes you wanted to read from this or any anything um i have um for psalm 94 it said for you a thousand years are a passing day as brief as a few nights hours Moses reminds us that a thousand years are like a day to the Lord. God is not limited by time. It's easy to get discouraged when years pass and the world doesn't get better. We sometimes wonder if God is able to see the future, but don't assume that God has our limitations. God is completely unrestricted by time. Because he is eternal, we can depend on him. Boy, you know, something like that, I mean, that really did apply this last year and a half yeah you know it's like oh my goodness but he he's seen it all he he knows what's happening before during and after yes he yes absolutely and you know we always say sometimes you have to walk walk through the valley to get to the top of the hill and the whole world walked through the valley isn't that the truth yeah it wasn't just one no. it was everybody everybody yeah and that's it's good to have to walk that way sometimes it's just the ugliness that some people made it be yeah you know yeah yeah you boy amy you really just hit the nail on the head with that we all walk through the valley we all did all at once mm -hmm. the whole world instead of just a few the whole world did yeah and some like like in all life had to make it ugly 
Yeah. And not just say, well, this is what Christ needs us to do, you know, and we're going to, we're going to do it. We're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. He will see us through. Yeah. You know, you just have to know who's in charge. That's the key. That is the key. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. Just like we were taught, I'm taking, we're taking a class on theology at church. God's life is very simple if you're a believer. Yeah. There is, it's just very simple. Mm -hmm. Christ has the rules you are to live by. Whatever it is in life. Like here's Christ's scale. Scale, it says Christ's rules. Okay. Here's what the world is doing. Here's what you're faced with, whatever. Here's your question about it. Put it on the Bible. Put it on the Christ rules scale. If it doesn't agree with it, bye-bye. Mm -hmm. It's There's not nothing. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. He, he was explaining that some, some colleges now will let a pastor in that uh, his theology's okay, but it's not quite a hundred percent of what what the theology that is Christ centered believes. But it's it's okay. It's almost like what we believe. We're gonna let him come preach. Mm -hmm. Well, you let that person come into the college and preach, and then they're gonna let their friend in mm -hmm. that doesn't really believe at all what we believe. Well, there's how it starts. Yeah. So if you, you cannot say, oh, well, it's 99.5%. It has to be. That's simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's it. And it, it really, like, it makes me wonder why. Why did God have all of us go through all of this at the same time? Right. Why? There, there's a reason. Does that mean that we all went over a bridge that maybe he's coming closer i don't know who, I, who we, knows no one here knows and i'm not one that thinks about that some people are like oh he's coming i'm not really that's his business <laughs> that's I mean, his business <laughs> i mean it really isn't my business anyway i mean i really have no say anyway but i'm just not somebody that is some people are like obsessed with it it's not me lord i know this is your your business i'm not gonna get all up in it. <laughs> Okay, now, but to be fair, let's be, we've, we've been hearing about end of the world since oh. the 60s. Yeah. Remember on Saturday Night Live when they had seen, in the year 2000. No, that was Conan. Oh, Conan. Conan, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the year 2000. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, really, the 60s. I mean, you know, is it coming? Yeah, eventually, but yeah. no one here knows when. We don't know when. Yeah. That's why you got to be prepared. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we all went through it at once. I could say many things, but I'm gonna stay in my lane. Well, yeah. I mean, we could. We, we there are many things that could be said, but just remember, like like we've been saying this whole time during, during the pandemic, God's in charge. He'll always be in charge. No matter who likes to think they're still in like in charge or whatever yeah no he's in charge yeah again man will disappoint you mm -hmm. no matter who's the president they will disappoint yeah who whatever you just you, go all the way down that line yeah <laughs> yeah exactly 
no matter what side you're on, this, that, the other, I'm on God's side. Yeah, and it's none. Of, it's not my business. Right. It's none of my business. Maybe he's gonna come Saturday at five fifty-five. I don't know. I really don't know. You're like, Lord, listen. It's none of my business. But do I need to clean the toilets this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, I really I don't, don't want to clean those bathrooms, Lord. I don't want to. But it's none of my business. It's none of my business, <laughs> but, you know, it's all going to be done with. I'm not going to do it. If you're going to be coming down, yeah, I may just put that aside. I'm going to let that go. Yeah, we're going to let that go, Lord. We're going to let a lot go. Yeah. My mind will be so freed, Lord Jesus. <laughs> the rest I'm going to have, I hope. Okay, uh, did you have more notes for uh, Psalm 90? No. Okay. Let's see. Wait, I might. Okay. Yes. God knows all of our sin, all our sins as if they were spread out before him, even the secret ones. We don't need to cover up our sins before him because we can talk openly and honestly with him. But while he knows all that terrible information about us, God still loves us and wants to forgive us. This should encourage us to come to him rather than frighten us into covering up our sin. And he knows. Yeah. You're not hiding anything from him. Yeah, that's right. Um, any more notes for Psalm 90? Um, realizing that life is short helps us helps us use the little time we have more wisely and for eternal good. Take time to number your days by asking yourself these questions. What do I want to see in my life, happen in my life before I die? What small step can I take toward that purpose today? What a... I know. That's really great. Yes. Because that's all it takes, just one small step. You don't have to make these grand steps every day just little ones absolutely and if you make those those things in your life focused on god's glory bringing glory to god's word and god's name that just means to me studying god's word or if you can help in some way in the name of god whatever it is praying You know, when Billy Graham was asked if if he could change one thing in his life, do you know what he said? Mm -mm. I would pray more. That's the only thing because prayer is very important. Mm -hmm. And I think people, it's hard. Mm -hmm. For me, it's hard to be consistent. If that's all you can do, if you feel like you don't have no financial way to do anything, even committing to prayer whatever you can do to glorify God on a daily basis if you could commit to something do you know how blessed your life will become am I right Robin amen you're 100% right you know I I can't I'm being honest because it does take a very disciplined mind and a very focused mind to pray every day because you want to do it don't just do it because I, I guess I have to pray no, do it because you want to do it. Yeah. And you want to have that connection with God. Yeah. And you know, if you don't know what to say, you could say, God, you know my heart. Prayer, I don't know. I wish I could become better at praying. 
um, that's one thing I want to work on but if you could bring that glory whatever your life but that's just my take on it but mm -hmm. you know no Amy that's that's wonderful yeah. after reading this again uh, take time to number your days by asking yourself the question what do I want to see happen in my life before I die well that almost hit me uh, a little unexpectedly the other night <laughs> oh, let's see so uh, Saturday night it's late it's like 1230 in the morning and our older boy is 21 going on 22 and we've always told him if you have too much to drink or whatever if you're impaired in any way can't drive call us day mm -hmm. or night that's just the rule no we're not gonna get mad no questions just do it okay so I, I texted him and I said you know how's everything going and he goes well I think I need a ride cool okay yeah I head out in one of the main intersections by our house um, I mean it was pretty empty because you know it's like 1230 at night and I see a, a homeless guy he's crossing uh, from my right to left and he's got a guitar and uh, you know he's rocking his world okay so I'm waiting and like before he gets like a quarter of the way through the crosswalk we get the green light well obviously I have to wait for the hobo with the guitar okay so I'm waiting waiting all of a sudden like almost right when he crosses in front of me I see a truck zooming right through the red light God. Amy this isn't this oh. isn't oh my gosh he went through a yellow that oh. light was red for him for five seconds six seconds oh. so the the hobo with the guitar I like to think God sent him to 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 save to save a life that night. Yours and yeah, because oh. I would have been that. I mean, even though I drive a, a fairly good sized car, that car going at full speed, it would have been ugly. Oh, it's amazing seeing something like that and understanding what you just experienced at the moment. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you, Lord. Thank you. Yeah, because that was something. Yeah, because you have the Holy Spirit in you, you thanked God. Oh. You know what I mean? And how many people wouldn't have? They would have cussed and said, holy blankety blank, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Telling I, the hobo, get out of the way. Yeah. What? Swerved around him. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That was such a blessing. I know it touched you. I remember. Yeah, yeah. You texted me. Well, yeah, because it was, you know, you see oh. something like that, and it's like, oh, goodness, okay. Oh. What are you trying to show me right here? Yeah. I have no words about it, because yeah. it has so much meaning behind yeah. it. Yeah. So, you never know when your number's up. No. You may think you're just going to run a simple errand, and that's it. Yeah. So, get get cracking if you, there's something you want to do. 100%. 100%. Mm. Isn't that the truth? It is. And it's not because we're hitting, an, or I'll talk for me, it's not because I'm hitting a different phase of my life, you know? I think it's just, you just you just understand it more. Yeah. It's like, no, God could take you at any time, yeah. any age. And when you're doing God's work, it's a fulfillment in your heart. It, it 
I don't know, before I did God's work, I always felt like, what's missing in my life? Mm -hmm. Did you feel that way? Oh, Amy, I've told you that. Like, there was always kind of this mm, something. Like, there's going to be something, but you're not there yet. Like, it's, it's, there will be, but not yet. Yeah. And now you've just found your groove. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how long, how much you prepare for this this and for the podcast and how much you study and what a grace people may be like what the that's this is prepared but yeah i mean there is preparation that goes into it i know but it's just great to be it's a fulfillment you mm-hmm. feel fulfilled and it would be great it's great to know that you could leave earth knowing that you you did good for the lord and that's what we want for everybody. Absolutely right. You're right, Robin. That's what we want for... This isn't like, oh, good job, pat on the back. It, th- I want that's this right. for everybody That's right. to find their path. Because when the Lord reveals it to you, it's a whole new ball game. Yes. It really is. It's a whole new you. Yeah. It is. It's a whole calm... It's just a fulfillment yeah and god may absolutely and god may have to prune you here and there most likely he will you know to get you ready for what you need to do Mm -hmm. but you'll get there yep all right anything else for psalm 90 um no i don't okay so chapter 33 Mm um okay so yeah once again the at the beginning of this chapter it said This is the blessing that Moses, the man of God, gave to the people of Israel before his death. And it included parting messages to all the tribes of of Israel from Moses. Um, And I love how he addressed each one. I know. It wasn't just, you know, one blanket statement, which would have been fine. But he really kind of broke it down. Um, Did you have notes for chapter 33? I had. um, Note the difference in the blessing God gave each tribe. To one, he gave the best land. To another, strength. To another, safety. Too often we see someone with a particular blessing and think that God must love that person more than others. Think rather that God draws out in all people their unique talents. All these gifts are needed to complete his plan. Don't be envious of the gifts others have. Instead, look for the gifts God has given you and resolve to do the tasks he has uniquely qualified you to do. And we've talked about that before, but it is so true. It is. Yeah. Maybe God has given you the gift to quilt. Yeah. Maybe, or knit, or maybe you you, you cook really well. Yeah. Well... All of those things can, oh. like, can be used. Like, that's what God gave you. Yep. Any of it. Maybe you fix a car really well. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Garden. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't, anything. Clean. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Yeah. I agree with you. Maybe, uh, maybe you're the local, the local garbage man. Yeah. Oh, it's anything. You could, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, well, I, can, I think my point is, sorry, I just came to, it just made sense in my head. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, oh, look at that uh, high profile person. Yeah. Like, that's not it. No. At look all. at that lawyer. Right. Look at that doctor. It right. doesn't matter. No. No. Uh-uh. I mean, here's the mailman. The ma- I mean, that's just any, any circumstance. Anything. 
Any profession. Exactly. Anything else for chapter 33? I have um, punishment is an unpleasant for both giver and the receiver, but it's necessary part of growth. If you are in a position that sometimes requires you to correct others, don't hold back from fulfilling your task. Understand that realistic discipline is important to character development. Always strive to be both just and merciful, keeping in mind the best interest of the person who must receive the punishment. I thought about children when you have to say, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? Like some people don't don't uh, enforce things on their kids. No, they don't. That doesn't help the child. No, it doesn't. And then that then it's not pleasant to be around the child, and we've all been there sure. with that child. Sure. And you're like, here comes Bobby. Right. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> and that's, but that's it. It's like yeah. no. Children need boundaries. Yes, they do. And they, you have to teach them. Okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Yeah. And the thing is, is if you start from when they're real little, by the time they're five or six, you rarely have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just like they grow up in a way. Honestly, if you spend a lot of time with your kids, you rarely have to be punishing a child. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like, I don't know where this whole philosophy where, no, no, don't, don't. Don't, yeah. you know, you don't want to discipline. We're not saying, like, anything horrible, but we're just saying, like, just verbally, like, teach your child, yeah. like, this is what yeah. you do. I don't know where this other mumbo-jumbo came Me from. Me either. You have to correct them. Yeah, correct your kid. And there's no manners, like, this is important. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Oh, my gosh, here was something. When we were, because we went out of town for a few days for my birthday, and uh, we went to a wall, oh, the Walmart in Visalia. Okay. Okay. It, we were in line for a long time over there, and there was a woman, God bless this mom, her child was screaming for 12 minutes straight, 15 minutes straight, because she was in like the self-checkout line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my boys were just kind of looking. They're like, oh, my God, that kid isn't shutting up. I go, I know, I know. But, and I just told, I go, honey, he, that the mom knows that. She's aware. The mom is totally aware, but understand her position. There is nothing she can do right now to calm yeah. that child. And sometimes there isn't. Sometimes no. you just got to let it go. Yeah. She knows that everyone else is annoyed by it. She's annoyed by it. She's probably has dry sweats right now. You know, she's pro- yeah. her boobs are probably sweating yeah. underneath. <laughs> she knows. She knows. So understand where she's coming from. It's not that she's just letting her child run wild. No. This kid's just upset. Yeah. And the more she gets upset with the kid, it's not going to help. No. There's nothing to do. Just get in, get out. It's yeah. better than her cursing the child out. Right. Yelling at him out ridiculously. She's doing what she can do. Right. And I told him, I go, I guarantee you, boys, she's trying to get out of here as quickly as possible. Yeah. Poor thing. (laughs) Oh, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. We know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. We know. (laughs) We've been there. Been there, done that. Because you do. 
you know everyone else in that store is thinking, that kid, get that kid out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I don't know why that popped in my I know. head, but... It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> you got to have some compassion sometimes yes. because the, the mom's probably about to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Saying, Calgon, <laughs> Calgon, take me away. Do they make Calgon anymore? I bet you they do. Okay. Why it's don't not... we see cute ads like that? Calgon, take me away. Because no one can be taken away anymore. They don't want you to relax anymore. No. They want you to be, go, go, go. Don't yeah. rest. Don't rest. Nobody's resting. Nobody's resting with their Calgon. No. No Calgon. You know, my mom would never let me take baths. Really? Never. She's like, you're going to get an infection. Oh, I mean, I may have, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? No baths for you. I never felt the joy of a bath. Okay. Or if I did, it was just in water. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's nice. Oh, eh. Just laying here. Yeah. All nude. Yeah. I got to take baths, but I'm not sure I cared for them. Okay. Because then I wanted to shower after. Yeah. And that water does cool off. Yeah, it's really not that fun. <laughs> I think also, I just don't want to take the time to take a bath. Yeah, me too. I don't have the patience or tolerance. No. I don't have the time to be thinking about all that. Getting it all ready, this and that. Getting in there. <laughs> then everybody's got to come in there. Whatever. It's too much. That is the truth. Yeah. I could not talk to anyone in the house for four hours. The minute I go into the bathroom... Mom, yeah. where are you? Yeah. Our house is not big. No. Where am I going to be? Uh-huh. I am in this bathroom. Yeah. They, they, it's, it's a mystery. It's a magnet. Or the boys will decide to have an argument right outside the bathroom yeah. door. I'm like, go to your father and discuss yeah. this. No, they won't. No. Mom, I need my retainer. Mom, I need to brush, I need my contact lens solution. Yeah. You've had four hours to get this. Why yeah. in the five minutes I've been in the bathroom, you need this now? Right now. Right now they need it. <laughs> I wish I knew. I don't have the answer. Do you think it's kind of ingrained in kids? Yeah, I think they're born with that sense. Mm -hmm. They all have to come in. I don't understand it. I think it's a telepathic thing in kids. Me too. <gasps> Mom's in the bathroom. You hear the door close and it's like a Pavlovian response. Yeah. Oh. We gotta go. We gotta go. And I hate when people come in the kitchen and crunch stuff when I'm cooking and they start to chow down right before dinner. <laughs> then I'm like, why are you eating now? I'm cooking. Well, we'll be hungry. Oh, no. No one's hungry then. Well, there's nothing to eat. Well, I just cooked. I'm done cooking for you folk. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't either. We could write a book on that. Like, one of them will have a peanut butter and jelly yeah. sandwich. I'm like, there is literally food about to come out on the table. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm -mm. I'll be hungry. No, you won't. No, you won't. I can't take it. <laughs> I think we, we should probably try to finish up. Yeah, let's hit it. Um, did, okay, are, are you done with 33? Yeah. Did, you, did we read the one about Moses' song? No, I'll read that. Okay. Moses' song declares that God is our refuge, our only true security, 
How often we entrust our lives to other things, perhaps money, career, a noble cause, or a lifelong dream. But our only true refuge is the eternal God, who always holds out his arms to catch us when the shaky supports that we trust collapse and we fall. No storm can destroy us when we take refuge in him. Those without God, however, must forever be cautious. One mistake may wipe them out. Living for God in this world may look like risky business, but it is the godless who are on shaky ground. Because God is our refuge, we can dare to be bold. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Someone had told me uh, towards like, I don't know, like probably midway through the pandemic, uh, they had said, I just don't know who to trust. Because, you know, there was so much information coming from everywhere. They're like, I just, I don't know who to trust. And I'm like, trust, I mean, obviously you don't want to be ignorant. I mean, listen to things and understand what's being said. But ultimately you trust God. Yeah. Don't put all your faith in, in, you know, so-and-so or so-and-so. Yeah. Manipulation. Yeah. Trust God and him only. Yeah only trust him that's it period um anything else for chapter 33 no that's all i had okay so chapter 34 uh with the death of moses mose (laughs) little mose so god um showed moses the promised land on top of uh, mount nebo he when he climbed up there god showed him everything and um In um, Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse 4, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, This is the land I promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. When I said, I will give it to your descendants, I have now allowed you to see it with your own eyes, but you will not enter the land. Uh, Moses then died at the age of 120, and the Lord buried him. That, I don't know why, I was like, what? Yeah. That's amazing. And Joshua was now in charge of the Israelites. Yes. Um, Would you please um, read chapter 34, verses 10 through 12? Yes. There has never been another prophet in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. The Lord sent him to perform all the miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt against Pharaoh and all his servants and his entire land. With mighty power, Moses performed terrifying terrifying acts in the sight of all Israel. Mm. Now, did you have notes for chapter 34? I did. Moses was the only person who ever spoke with God face to face. He was called Israel's greatest prophet, yet even this great man was not allowed to enter the promised land because he had disobeyed God. No matter how good we are or how much we've done for God, we sometimes disobey him. The result of our disobedience is that we will be disciplined. God disciplined Moses severely, but still called him his friend. When you experience the sting of God's discipline, respond as Moses did. Don't turn away in anger, embarrassment, or resentment. Instead, turn toward God with love, openness, and a desire to do better. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, another note is Moses, the man who did not want to be sent to Egypt because he was not very good with words, delivered the three ad three addresses to Israel that made up the book of Deuteronomy. God gave him the power to develop from a stuttering shepherd into a national leader and powerful orator. His courage, humility, and wisdom molded the Hebrew slaves into a nation. But Moses was one person who did not let success go to his head. In the end, God was still Moses' best friend. His love, respect, and awe for God had grown daily throughout his life. Moses knew that it was not any greatness in himself that made him successful. It was the greatness of the all-powerful God in whom he trusted. There were many great and powerful prophets during the time of the kings, but it would be more than a thousand years before one greater than Moses would appear, Jesus. That's just beautiful. It really is. What an, uh, just an amazing journey over those five books. I mean, it was. And he struck the rock so he couldn't go. Yeah. And you think about those hoo-hahs who did everything. Yeah. But God knew. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he didn't abandon him. I mean, he... Oh, no. I mean, he buried him, for goodness sake. Yeah, it, he... It, it, yeah. Did yeah. you did you have anything else for chapter 34 or anything else you wanted to talk about? I just wanted to say I wanted to share this and if you want to cut it out, I mean, but um I'm doing a thing on the holiness of God and and he was talking about when Moses just got to see the very back glimpse of God. Mhm. And it was just like God had went by and so he Moses was like just looking like at the very back as he went by and remember um, Moses was glowing because of the presence of God he saw when he came down I might have already told you this but when he came down the Israelites that saw him said Moses cover your face because it was so shiny it was hurting their eyes and the glory of God he that they were looking at was just a reflection of what the back of God of what Moses saw. Gosh. So imagine what the glory of God is. And God made a place and he tucked Moses into it on that mountain so he would be protected. Yes. So and didn't he cover him? Yeah. Until he kind of went by a Until little bit. Until he went by. Yeah. So he just saw the very back of him go by. And so they covered their face when they just saw a, you know what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Three times removed or whatever. Two times whatever. So the holiness, the glory, the ever presence of him. Mm-hmm. If, if that doesn't give you hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, just focus on that for a minute. You know what I mean? Just So I just wanted to share that. When I think of Moses, like how much God let him see. And no one else has seen that except Moses. I was going to ask you, no one else uh, was allowed to to do that. No one. Mm -hmm. So he loved Moses. And he knew Moses was, was the one that was going to carry out this task. Yeah. 
And Probably you, not the, li- the the likely one. Like, I'm sure if you oh, asked no. around, they'd be like, well, who do you think could do this? Yeah. Well, I doubt Moses was going to be in the running for that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, he doesn't pick the most scholared, perfect person mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of feeling heavy-hearted now. Why? Are you? Oh, that this, that this part's over? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, last night when I was reading through the notes again and, and whatnot, I was like, oh, yeah. Okay, we're we're starting a new journey, but yeah. just Moses has a place in our heart, I think. Mm-hmm. He really does. Now, I believe it's my turn for a song. It is. Okay, I actually have a song this time, oh. not a whole album. Oh. Okay, so the song is Jesus Be a Fence Around Me. Oh. By the Soul Stirrers. Oh. S-T-I-R-R-E-R-S. Okay. Stirrers. Okay. And I found it on YouTube. It's a great song. Okay. Can you say stirrers again? Stirrers. <laughs> okay. I don't... I think after I... I'm not... Like, I've told this to, to Chris. After I had my my seizure with the with the little one, uh-huh. I, there are some words I just can't say or I, say weird. Yeah. I don't say R's right. I know I don't. You I you say I'm fine. I'm like something just disconnected in my yeah. head during that seizure. Yeah. Don't tell the kids that because they'll get on. They'll oh yeah. You. Oh. They won't let you live it down, Robin. I know. Though you birthed them. Oh yeah. And had a seizure. And had a seizure with that little one. They had to use the little plunger thing with the first one. You know. He's like, if we can't get them out this way, we're gonna have to cut them out. But yeah, so I will provide that link. I will put it in the notes here and then I'll put the link on the Facebook page for the the song if you want to listen to it. Jesus be a fence around me. Love it. All right. So let's give some information. The email is basicbiblestudy19 at gmail.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy. And the website is basicbiblestudy.com. And you can find all the links there. Now, next time, we're starting a new book. Uh, Joshua. Oh. So, we will be reading Joshua chapters 1 through 5. Wonderful. Okay. 1 through 5. Anything else before we head out today? Let's see. No. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.